Rad. Yo, nice. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Bloom, you were saying that you related to the kids on Degrassi because they were committing the same sins as you were? Yeah, like I, I got into Girls with Thongs in the same episode that Manny wore a thong, and I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, <laughs> I was I was expelled from my high school because my teacher had previously been at the, at the shooting that was at my high school about 10 years later, or earlier, and uh, told the the dean that in me she saw the same things that she saw in the school shooter in 1994 and because of that they immediately expelled me so i love degrassi it's basically like my own life you you mentioned that to me before and the thing that i think is so funny is like you were expelled for vibes which i didn't know could happen <laughs> they just were like your energy is not appropriate for <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like the way they would kick someone out of like like a yoga group or whatever. They're just like your your aura, fucking, our office book club, right? Everybody in the office gets together. We talk yeah. about books all the time, but there's this one fucking guy. He shows up, and we just genuinely we're all very uncomfortable with him. So we're gonna ask him today to not come anymore. But no, it's your actual uh, <laughs> government funded education that that happened in. Just <laughs> just your principal being like, look, look, here here's the deal. We don't like chilling with you. It's you're harshing our mellow. <laughs> so you, you can't fucking come to school. You can't. <laughs> oh, uh, my principal came in. He's like, listen, I don't vibe with this dog. You're going to have to, you have to cut <laughs> homie. And we fist bumped and I took off in a gold caddy. <laughs> he has a he has a roach clip and he's he's he fuck he it's spicoli he's like bro we can't he has the white checkered vans he's like we can't that's wild it's wild bro you're just like you can't come to school anymore dude but that's okay man all you need are some some cool waves some toasty babes and don't be a school shooter bro you'll be good yeah and, and don't be a school I'd shooter i'd love to see i'd love to see this like idea uh translated into in the politics where you know maybe, like they're impeaching a president and the speaker of the house is like bro gen generally speaking i'm like cool with this shit or whatever but <laughs> I wish oh, no, no. I got to vote for anyone else. <laughs> That's so funny. Kate. <laughs> the funny part about that is you just took a huge hit <laughs> off of a joint. Like it might, for someone listening, they might think you did an impression of that, but you actually just like sucked a bunch of pot smoke into your head <laughs> if you did that. It's method acting. Method acting, yeah. but the yeah. person that you are is the guy that raped Hillary Swank and Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> no, we're doing, dude, <laughs> dude, that's the fucking thing where I didn't like fully process this before because we did that whole thing. And I was like, that's really funny. And then I was like editing the clip to put it on YouTube and I'm just putting in like pictures of Jodie Foster and shit. And I'm like, it's crazy that I just decided to show the world this whole thing <laughs> where we... We, we we do an extended riff on the rape scene for boys don't cry like <laughs> all right it's all the whole time it's uploading i'm like all right but here, here's the thing is that i've now edited all the episodes and there's 
there's no out of context moment we can use to like promote the show that isn't us kind of being terrible. <laughs> it's just sort of you the know way what? it is. I thought the Okay, the the theme of this episode is just us sucking our dicks about how good the old episodes are. So, no. <laughs> so <laughs> go back and listen to the old episodes. Um, you know, the thing we did about how if dinosaurs had come out 2 years earlier, the Iron Curtain would never have fallen because it just would have made Russian people hate Americans so much for enjoying that show. That's wholesome. It's like, you know what I mean? All the young kids are like communists now. I feel like that could (laughs) endear people to us. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a fucking uh, communist living in fucking greater Portland that's going, wow, that one episode of uh, uh, Sunday School with Zombie and Bloom where they talked about how in the 90s, in the exact same year that the fall of the USSR happened, a show aired about dinosaurs living basically the most <laughs> traditional human home life. Uh, that really actually motivates me into joining the chop. Let's get a machine gun. Do, do You know what I was thinking about the other day? Pussy. I was thinking about like, um, I was thinking about pussy, but in between, <laughs> that's just, nice. <laughs> still a good guess but yeah well you'll never go wrong um <laughs> in between thinking about pussy i was thinking about like someone who's generally open-minded but just for some reason doesn't know what antifa is so they meet someone and this person's like yeah i'm into anti-fascism and the person's like oh what's that and they're like well we fight fascism and they're like oh cool like uh like in the hills of ohio and he's like, no. And then he's like, oh, so what about like those militias in like Michigan? Like you go there and you try to you shut those guys down. And they're like, no, downtown Portland. And the person's <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> right? like, generally... It's like, okay, so there's a radio That's... show that plays in Idaho that is, I mean, run by a Ku Klux Klan. Uh, well, former member of the Ku Klux Klan. He was, he, he, he left the Ku Klux Klan because they weren't racist enough. Um. I mean, it's the same guy that like trained Timothy McVeigh. I actually have all of his information. We could dox him. We could ruin this guy's life. We could get his radio show off air. <laughs> hold on, hold on, guy, hold on. I know you're talking about middle of Idaho, but you understand. I live in Los Angeles. There's a coffee shop where a guy is still listening to canceled artists. Burzum. Burzum. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's really. It, it is like that. It's like if anti-fascists were like. Can you imagine if you were a big game hunter and you're like, I think I'm going to go hunt some deer. And people are like, oh, where? And they're like, just fucking Crenshaw. I'm just going to hang out there and hopefully there'll be some big game. They could just take them down. People would be like, that doesn't make any fucking. They're like, I'm just, I'm on La Cienega. I'm holed up there. I got my little nest and they'll come. I'll get a caribou like eventually. And if I can't find a caribou, I'll just fucking decide that like. That's what white people are. <laughs> That's what anyone who has a 401k is. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, I do. That's because fuck it. That, go ahead. I do think that's uh, not too far off from reality. A couple of years ago, there's this band called The Mentors. Have you ever heard of them? No. No. Okay. Well, they uh, dress like executioners, like old school executioners. Sometimes they wear a, like a leather top, but they always have that black hood 
on, no matter what else they wear, they always have that black. You told me about these guys. Yeah, and they. You told me about these guys. Their genre is called rape rock, right? Or rape metal, one or the other. And uh, (laughs) a bunch of like 22 to 35 year old uh, moms and college goers, like, quote unquote, canceled those guys because they were going to play at some dingy bar in a town that no one's ever heard of in Oregon. Like, legitimately. The, the middle of nowhere where probably a thousand other bands just like them have played recently. Uh, these guys are going to go and they're like this hardcore cancel campaign. And inside the comments there, you would see people like, I'd never heard of this band. <laughs> Music's actually kind of good. I don't, never mind. <laughs> like they start well, out. That's, it, that's like, hell, um, yeah, but then as soon as they heard it, they're like, you know what? Actually, I kind of like them. <laughs> Do you know, you know, Steve Albini? Yeah. Yeah, so his second band, because his first band is called Big Black, Big Black. And his third band is called Shell- Shellac, mm-hmm. but his second band is called Rape Man, <laughs> which was like a Japanese manga just about a superhero who rapes. I don't know. It's Japan. <laughs> what just like that's. And so he was talking about it years later and he was like, yeah, I don't know. I called it Rape Man. Did I want people to protest? I just knew they were going to. And I was like, this is just too good of an idea to like not do like if I call this band Rape Man, a bunch of people will talk about how my band is called Rape Man. And I just couldn't like not do that. So he understood that it was marketing like the whole time. It was smart. It was a smart move. That's why I'm starting a new uh, band called Breaking Into Kayla's Bedroom. Kayla lives at 3827 Washington (laughs) Avenue. In Brooksfield, Vermont, I'll be there at 930 in the morning because she works the graveyard shift at a Prexel factory. That's the name of our new band. I'm really hoping to gain some traction. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for coming out on the show to see your money directly funds uh, a web of child pedophile file trafficking. Thank you for coming to our show. Thank you for coming to see the debut performance of the cover fee uh, contributes to the exploitation of children. Thank you. This is our first song. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're really happy to have you guys. Here's the first performance that I fucking love ISIS has ever had. Uh, our, our main song, <laughs> Abu Baker. Is going to be playing a little bit. I hope you guys are excited. Bloom, the thing I love about that is it like, and you know, not to cut you off and be like, I thought of that, but I was like, he's going to say ISIS. This is the only place for the bit to go. I'm going to sit here and Bloom's going to say ISIS and that's it. That's the end. That's where this ends up. You can't make, you can't make a joke where it's like, oh, hey guys, we're the band. I love Hitler because those are actual bands that exist. There are there are tons of like bash wave bands. Their names are just like the names of ranks in the Nazi party. And like there there's a there's a band with two little girls, they're adults now. But in the mid mid 2000s there was a band with two little girls like a folk music band. Their name was Prussian Blue, which is one of the conspiracies that uh pro Nazis used to say that the Nazis weren't um, delousing and gassing, or weren't gassing people, they were delousing people. And they were using this chemical called Prussian Blue, and no one died from it. What do you mean? This is a lie. Gas chambers are full of shit. And that was two 10-year-old girls that made pro-Nazi music for Nazis in Orange County in the mid-2000s. 
So you can't really make a joke so, that like there's a band that's like, hey, we're called the ovens in Auschwitz, because that probably exists. <laughs> right uh right after um Hitler was like released from prison because they put him in prison for the beer hall pushed or whatever, where they tried to like uh-huh. storm the Capitol and failed. Uh which like, first of all, if a bunch of Nazis couldn't storm the fucking capital in like the weimar republic in 1927 or whatever mm-hmm. then i don't know how those fucking psychos on january 6 managed to do it it's almost like they let them in it's almost uh, like anyway. they let them in um after that was over nazis couldn't like put up signs for like nazi meetings because you know the idea was like okay these guys are bad and so uh they formed this organization called hikers of 27 and the idea was like that they were just meetings for people who were like interested in going hiking in the summer of 1927. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think if we call this podcast Hikers of 27, there will there will be, look, some, some people, some anti-defamation league people will do free promo for us. Free promo. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Also, I've got this ancient <laughs> Tibetan fucking art. It's a, it's a couple of lines. I think if we make it a cover art, <laughs> people are really going to like it. Fuck. No, see, no. We use the one where the lines point the other way. But uh. what happened was I took the picture with the front facing camera on my phone. And so that <laughs> flips everything. So it's that's why it's the other one. <laughs> It's the Buddhist one, but it when I took when I took the picture, <laughs> I got fucked. I'd like, I'd like to you know, like, uh, well, you know how you, we talk about like the erasure of history. I think it will be kind of funny that there's a there will be a period where more people. I mean, that's now where more people are familiar with swastikas being synonymous with Nazi rather than swastikas being synonymous with Buddhism. So you could go effectively probably right now take a college a college group a college age group of people like the middle of thailand to some fucking ancient temple and be like check out what hitler did here they'd be like fuck dude i didn't know hitler took over thailand too yeah dude yeah just some professor in the year like 2400 being like yes so anti-semitism was invented in thailand (laughs) in 700 a.d but of course, it had little to no effect because there wouldn't be Jewish people there for <laughs> hundreds of years. So, but they invented it, and then they waited. They had dreams. They dream. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's crazy. I w- I should have become like an Egyptologist or something, right. and then just write papers like this guy says that this pyramid is fucking. 4,700 years old, he's retarded. It's obviously 4,200 years old. And then you just publish that. <laughs> just fight about how old shit is. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Okay, dude. Dude. I've been reading about this Twilight Zone accident. Oh, yes, dude. Hell I've been, yes. I've been dude. reading about this. I've, I fucking rabbit hole on this. John Landis okay. killed two little kids. <laughs> he murdered them. <laughs> and an adult actor and an adult actor yes 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 okay so there's there's way more to this than people even thought right yeah yeah no, um, no, go for so, it so well you know a little bit about this right but it's like okay first of all it was just illegal you can't like hire child actors to like 
work at night, let alone like doing a stunt. You just can't have like well, kids well, work in the middle of the night set, unless set you get... the scene. Set the scene. Go ahead. Because not everybody knows. Some, some okay. people are okay. familiar. So it's uh, the movie came out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's like the early 1980s. Uh, John Landis has made. Uh-huh. What are you laughing? About? I laugh because I, I, all I heard is you say, "Well, the movie came out." Okay, well, it's let's say it's the early 1980s, <laughs> like it's 83. You're good. Well, the movie came. The movie came out in 84, but I don't know when they shot it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the early 1980s, and uh, John Landis is a very successful director. He did Animal House, that was gangbusters, right? He did the Blues Brothers, a kind of movie. Aretha Franklin was in that yeah. movie. Yeah. And then Steven Spielberg, uh, successful, is getting into production. And he's like, hey, you know what we all loved as kids? The Twilight Zone. Let's bring it back. I'm thinking that we do like basically four episodes of The Twilight Zone, put them all in a movie. We link them together. And John, I want you, you know, you got to run. You got to run this whole thing. So you do the interstitials and you do this one part of the thing. And John Landis is like, yeah, I'll fucking direct the Twilight Zone. That's great. And just because, I don't know if it's a money thing or what, but he hired a young Chinese actor who hadn't acted before, just a young Chinese child and a young Vietnamese child. And their parents were on set. And there was, people don't always talk about this. There was an adult man there and they were doing a scene where they were supposed to be like running away from... A helicopter while there was an explosion in the background now wait and it's not to said because, action because we, wait, hold on i want to explain the Go helicopter because it, it it might get lost on people it's not just actually hovering right there uh the way that they've decided to do this at the time is it's connected to a, like a crane basically and it has a pole right in the middle of it so they're gonna turn it on and it's gonna be um functional but it's going to be fixed into a, the center. So if it leans any direction, it's going to go fuck crazy. And there's no way to save it. They, and they're made aware of this. By the right. Way. But that's not a problem. As long as long as nobody does anything crazy, like setting off an explosion <laughs> too close to the helicopter, which would be crazy. Everything's going to be fine. But of course they do. And the helicopter crashes onto these two children who are being carried by a man. So it's not even like they could run away. Like they're within his control. He's holding these two children and they fucking die brutally on the last day of shooting, by the way. Like they had everything set up for the rap party and then nobody went to it because these kids die. And then, and this is the part that I didn't know, Mm -hmm. there was like a legal battle with the L.A. County like DA that that went on it was like this hugely expensive trial that kept getting delayed and took years to organize and then the trial itself was 10 months long mm-hmm. um and the fucking uh you know the defense hired seven lawyers and then John Landis and everybody else associated with it got off they were found like not guilty and then they were sued in civil court and lost and they had to pay those families like a bunch of money yeah uh and the D, the DA who oversaw that case was the same DA who oversaw OJ. So this is like <laughs> the pilot. That. Yeah, that's what I found out. This is like the pilot for them fucking up the OJ case. <laughs> it's them fucking up like the Twilight Zone John, fucking John murder John or whatever you want to call two it. Two Asian children. 
I, I call it a murder because yeah. they had all the information they needed to know to not do what they were doing and not and to not shoot right now. <laughs> like just uh make create better spacing. The pilot, I guess, had also said that he was uh sketched out about the situation. Like nobody was comfortable with it, but John Landis, effectively. The guy in charge is the guy that pulls the trigger. Um figuratively, the kids were chopped up by helicopter blades. They didn't get shot. This isn't the crow. This is significantly worse. <laughs> They had all the information they needed to not have those kids get crushed and chopped up by helicopter. And instead, he decided to shoot. So, Max Landis, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on an episode <laughs> of Sunday School on the or show, Max. TV or something. You've, you've, you've turned out to be very funny. Your dad murdered two Asian kids. If you'd like to come on, uh, hit me up. I got a Twitter. I got an email. It'd be great to have you. Okay. Look, man, don't. Don't invite our best friend Max Landis on your other show in the middle of this show. I, I recognize that show. you do. <laughs> I recognize that you do web content in addition to this, and it's look Civic TV is very funny. But don't don't try to book guests through this show. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's right. awful. Don't come on Civic look, TV. Look, the, if you the to fact come on remains. TV, you should talk to Laura's Wonderbread. So don't don't listen to this. You're not invited from me. The the fact. On the Civic TV here, you're invited onto Sunday School here. Is that look? That the better? fact remains. The fact remains that neither you nor I are in the film Mass State Lottery. But I have an excuse, which is I was never supposed to be in the film Mass State Lottery. So uh -huh. that, as we relate to Civic TV and Headshot LLC, I believe that's where things currently stand. Okay. Okay. All right. Two shit. <laughs> Touche. I don't have a comeback because this I'm is not. so funny. I am in the movie, but I'm not in the fucking trailer. So no, you are I not. I don't have defense You're... because the only thing I could do is show you the trailer, and it's just going to be me not in it. I'm kind of back yeah. in the corner. You're not. You're not in the film. This is. I've talked to Low Res exactly two times. One time when he was like, "Do you want to come on my podcast?" and I was like, "Cool." And then a week ago, where he just out of the blue was like, by the way, Jerry's not in the movie. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And that's, I don't know why he reached out to tell me about that. I have no idea. He's, he just messaged me. He goes, no, he's lying. It's not that he's not in the trailer. He did nothing. He got high in Boston <laughs> for 10 days straight. Everybody else worked. And then he disappeared. He blocked me okay. after that. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is so just, this is so funny because it's one of those things you ever you're fucking around with your friends and you're like making fun of each other. And it's like you dated that fat chick. You fucking got arrested that one time when you got drunk and full rolled down the hill. And then someone's like, yeah, man. And your fucking dad died in a car accident. And then it's like, ah, that's too serious. You went too we went far. too far. Went that's what that's what we did just now. We were making fun. We were breaking balls. We we're the boys and we were breaking balls. And then I was like, yeah, and you're not even in that movie. And then just the riff. Die. <laughs> it, it's both funny and hurts my feelings because I do want to make fun of people yeah. when they get left out of stuff. I'm just the guy left out of stuff. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. So, but you know, so go bullying. see. Go ahead. Bullying is that what we're talking yeah. about? Feeling? Yeah, go see. Max I don't know, man. Water. I was just. Yeah, I, I I guess that's the end of the Twilight Zone bit. That is, it's so weird because it's almost like you're, because I, I get it. Like, you know, you're, 
not and not to be mean to you again, but you've like you have almost gone to prison for felonies on multiple occasions. Yeah. 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 I'm awful, right? <laughs> I'm an awful guy. <laughs> not, neither of us are going to be Brad Pitt, or at least I don't think I'm going to be Brad Pitt. Right. But there is there is a sort of switch you make where it's like, well, if you just accept that you're never going to like be at the Oscars or that you shouldn't be at the Oscars, then you can say all sorts of fucked up shit about all sorts <laughs> of fucked up famous people. But there is, you know what I mean? There is like that part of you where it's like, fuck, if I meet either Max or John Landis, this is going to be so weird. <laughs> this is Not even that. Just if I meet him. Just, you know what I mean? If I'm fucking like his Uber driver or something, he's like, your voice sounds familiar. Someone sent me this podcast where hey, you I, call my dad a murderer. Hey, man. So uh, it's, uh, it's two number twos and a large Pepsi, right? And the guy at the door is like, wait a minute. I know who you, I know that voice. <laughs> Can you say John Landis murdered two Asian kids real quick? Just real quick for me. Just real quick. You're quick. Here's the difference though. Here's here's the thing we failed to consider. Both you and I could easily beat up the entire Landis family. There's no chance we're fine. Yeah. No, in fact, I, I should say this, Max Landis. If you want to fucking go, if you don't like the shit that we're talking on your dad, you want to fucking throw hands. I will fuck you up, dude. Bring it on. I will lose. Yeah, what well, do I, that's I gotta thing. lose hundred like, pounds. What do you weigh? Ninety-two pounds. I'll lose hundred pounds right now, and I'll fuck your face, kid. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Like Logan Paul got in trouble for showing it. Well, look, we don't need to bring up bad things people have done in the past. Logan Paul did something. It doesn't matter. And then he oh, wait, rehabilitated wait. his. We're, so we're we're he, gonna go in on John Landis crushing two fucking kids with a helicopter. We can't mention squishing the Logan Paul babies. thing. Look, he gets a pass for me. <laughs> Logan Paul has won his way back into my heart. It's okay. We don't need to bring up the past. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. It's people should be forgiven, right? Whatever. Did Matthew Broderick murder two people with a car in Ireland? Absolutely. Yes, he did. Drunk driving. A he mother, that. Daughter happened yep yeah it's you know what i mean but let's not create and then just went the on out of logan paul though yeah no logan paul i don't know what he did i don't even remember so he did something and he had to rehabilitate his career <laughs> with celebrity boxing which is what he does now is a celebrity boxing match tonight and i think look people are a little bad at backsliders right now because he may or may not I don't even know what he did. Made a woman angry or whatever. But mm -hmm. if you want to get your career back, just Bloom will fucking fight you. <laughs> <laughs> we could get, we'll be on the undercard of Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Let's do it. We'll do, we'll do it. Let's make it happen. It'll, I'll be, it'll be like, uh, remember when Jackass had Butterbean beat this shit at a Johnny Knoxville in like an antique <laughs> shop? <laughs> it'll, it'll be like that. We'll just Dude, that's actually like top. that's kind of that's kind of humble of you, where you're like, you know who I can fight as well as Butterbean. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were like, you were like, I'll go Tyson on your ass. You're like, I'll go Butterbean on you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kick your ass like we're in a fucking Chinese or Japanese grocery. You guys stay grounded all day, dude. You guys stay grounded. Yeah, I'm not too big for my britches. Oh, yet. dude. <laughs> um okay so how much money you got on on the logan paul fight oh dude i didn't actually have enough to make betting worth it to be honest 
I'm, I'm a poor boy. Dude, they fucking... I went and I looked at it. And, the, uh, like, um, Logan Paul by Knockout, mm-hmm. I could only get, like, 1,500 off. Right. Like a 15 to 1 payout that Logan Paul... James he, Buster Douglas. Yeah, Who yeah. was, like, a top 10... He was 42 to 1 against Tyson. Mm-hmm. And Logan Paul, you're going to give me 15 to 1. And not even that he wins, that he knocks him out. Like the specific, that's, the very I'm mad. Specific out, I get, look. Outboxing, outclassing, and outpowering of uh, the best boxing boxer of a generation. Sure. 15 to 1? Sure. Uh, yeah. Look, enemies of Sunday School Podcast. Uh, any director who has killed someone <laughs> on set, ex- uh, I, except uh, Werner Herzog. <laughs> well, I don't know if he killed someone. He, A guy cut off his own foot. Not directly anyway. <laughs> responsible for it. Yeah. If a dude chooses to cut off his own foot because he got bit by a snake while working on your movie, is that your fault? Not your fault. Um, uh, yeah. Any director who's killed someone on set. Uh, <laughs> and Vegas odds makers. Because that's fucking ridiculous. Dude, I'm not going to put that. But for a 15 to 1 return... Nah, no, that's way and and even what is, I, I I what is the specifics on the actual just fight itself, the betting line on the two. Uh, what well, there's not going to be an official winner because it's an exhibition. Oh, that's right. So you can't bet victor. Oh, that's you can right. only bet knockout. That's terrible, dude. Or I guess you know I'm, I'm sure they'll give you crazy odds on like someone getting DQ'd or something. But yeah. it's it's an exhibition, eight round exhibition. I mean, it's been, I've seen like plus 2,000, right? Or plus, uh, yeah, plus 2,000. So like fucking huge ass odds. That's 20 to 1. Yeah. In, uh, 20, yeah, excuse me. Thank you. 20 to 1 odds in MMA between people that are like both, both fighters that have like one's undefeated, the other one's the champion, but the champions beat like eight people straight. So the, the, he's like a, a a plus 2,000 fucking, uh, betting line or whatever. And this is the best boxer of a generation versus like a vlogger that has some muscles. It's actually not only that a vlogger, a vlogger who lost to another vlogger. (laughs) That's right. It's not like he's the. It's not like he's the best YouTube boxer. His brother is, and then after his brother is that is uh, KSI, Mm -hmm. a a professional FIFA player, or at least a guy who plays video game soccer for a living. That that I I didn't even think about. Yeah, you're right. So Logan Paul actually, he's actually significantly worse than any other YouTube famous first current boxer, and yet he's (laughs) fighting Floyd Mayweather with a a 15 to 1 odds to knock him out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, we, uh, (laughs) <laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend because I was watching fights with my buddy and she's like, oh, what do you, what do you, you're watching the fights? And I was like, yeah. And she's just humoring me. She's like, who's fighting? And I was like, Conor McGregor. I think this is when he was fighting Cowboy Cerrone. I go, Conor McGregor. And she goes, doesn't he always lose? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, we went, I, we've gone like three times. We went over to our buddy's house, your buddy's house to watch it. And he lost every time. And I was like, I know, but he also wins. And then my girlfriend was like, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen Conor McGregor win. <laughs> That's super true. That's super true. If you were to have a Conor McGregor uh, uh, viewing party fucking night and with the next, the, with the Dustin Poirier fight, the average person would be like, I saw him fight Donald Cerrone 
who I've never seen win a fight. Like if I if they if they've watched MMA for four years, no three years, they've never seen Donald Cerrone win a fight. He hasn't won a fight in like three years. He's like like one in eight right now over the last six or or the last four or something like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, and last the last person they saw him fight was basically an old guy who can't win a fight, and then he got knocked out. The the guy that won that fight, Conor McGregor, then won the next or lost the next fight by knockout in like the second round. And then before that he got like choked out. There's really there's really not the same got, and then he got knocked out. Yeah. Wait, what? Well he what got knocked out by Mayweather. Did you say that? Oh yeah, that's right. Then he got knocked I out said by he got Mayweather no- too. Yeah. Um Yeah. Oh yeah, and he lost to yeah. Uh fucking I don't know, dude. That's. <laughs> Do you think we could get sponsored by some gambling website if we are like very critical of the odds? <laughs> Where we're like, yeah, you should bet, you should gamble online, but not at these odds. <laughs> these guys don't know what they're doing. We're trying. We're like, we like need any type of money at all, and we go to somebody, and we're like, yeah, you know, we're looking to get a sponsorship, and they listen back, like, okay, well, I'm best friends with Max Landis. Uh, Conor McGregor is my favorite <laughs> fighter, and Proper Twelve is like one of our our, our biggest clients. Uh, additionally, I run all the Las Vegas books, so no, like we meet that one guy that's all three. Oh, and and he he loves Boys Don't Cry, and it's just like the you guys have fucking <laughs> dude. I love Boys Don't right. Cry. That's the thing. I wasn't saying Boys Don't Cry is a powerful fucking movie. My complaint was that it was too powerful. I ended up defending. I was done in by pretty Boys Don't Cry like a week later. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake, Jake said he hated it. And I was like, why? It's good. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know. Jake appears to be talented. And he's like, can you fucking hear me? Yes. Okay. Bloom has left the room. Oh, okay. It stood up. Um, Jake's pretty... It's You make me sound crazy because I see you on camera and you just walk away. No, Jake's, uh, Jake's like pretty talented and seems like a nice guy. But he's always like, people need to appreciate like like real cinema cinema made for the people and i'm like yeah I, that's nice like blue collar proletariat takes he's like people need to appreciate all the conjuring movies they're all the best but, but boys don't cry is fucking bullshit yeah he, he wants <laughs> yeah. you to love k9 he'll get he'll get mad if you yeah. tell him that you're not a big earnest fan well you don't like jim varney now you've really pissed jake off yeah. Yeah. He's like um, Jim Belushi, the more talented of the two brothers. <laughs> the true. The, that was the thank God he survived. The, generational the right talent. kid died. Honestly, the right. kid <laughs> died. All right. But this is different because I <laughs> I feel weird. I don't fucking know, Jake. I've literally I've never spoke. I've literally only talked to him on Twitter and he's a real person. So as opposed to like, you know, Max Landis, who is fake. <laughs> Who doesn't exist? It's like I might talk to Dave, and he's like, "I don't listen. Fuck you, fuck man. You. you don't know me. Don't say I, I want. Don't say I want the right child die." <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. I mean, look, we have in the past had Hans on here and forced him to talk shit about cartels that live adjacent to him that could easily cut his head off. One of the things that we like to do on this show is. Ruin people's relationships with people uh, before they really have a good chance to interact with them, but well, they still have an in- a chance to interact with them. It's uh, one of the staples of the show. Yeah, your your audio for the for the Hans episode was scuffed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Hans did that because he was like, the cartel is going to murder me. So I'm sure he must have like hacked and been like, <laughs> I got to sabotage the part of the part. Yeah. Yeah, that figures it was my yeah. audio that was scuffed in it, not Hans who lives in like a mud hut in Costa Rica. Hans is so, it, it, Hans one one show, he's like, oh yeah, uh, I don't really. We're talking about Lorez having cockroaches in an apartment he almost moved into, uh, and and Hans is like, oh, there's cockroaches here all the time. Oh wait, and grabs his camera and puts it down on the ground, and he's just recently, within the last five seconds, crushed a cockroach. And is now showing the dead roach under his foot. And he's like, see? See? Look, there's a dead roach here. And that guy had better audio than me on an episode of my own show. Fuck. Well, that's... Dude, I felt like such a fucking asshole when we did the last episode. The haunts... You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> when we put up the Patreon, one of our benefits can be the unlistenable Hans episode yeah. where you just sound like fucking pe- like parents from the Peanuts. Cartoon. <laughs> we'll just we'll, we'll like compress all the distortion to make it listenable, and you'll just be like, "We're not the N word." say the fourteen words, but they can't make it out well enough. What is? Yeah, I don't know. I had to say the N word there. That's I can't. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> Good, thank you. That's a discussion. Spotify. Well, no, I'll have that discussion with people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll have that discussion with people sometimes. They'll be like, "You've said it though, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, when I was like 14." And they're like, "No, more recently than that." I'm like, "No, no, I really <laughs> haven't." <laughs> and people don't want to buy that. They're like, "When you sing along to rap by yourself," I'm like, "I don't sing along to rap by myself." That's not a thing that I, I don't sit here and just sing along to pass the Cavarcier. I mean, I'll listen to it. Um, you know, what was this? Oh, 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 I was talking about the stupid thing I did in the Hans episode. Uh, he was talking about how where he lives, they didn't get like, m- like modern Western medicine until like the early to mid 90s. And then I was like, mm-hmm. do people like embrace it when it showed up? And he's like. <laughs> Yeah, we don't practice voodoo. We just didn't have a hospital. And it's like, I'm so fucking racist. I'm the most... God fucking damn it. I'm the most racist guy. It was great. I was so stupid. (laughs) I like to think of it like Hans being like, uh, oh, yeah, they just built an airport not too far from me. And you're like, well, did your your family throw spears at it? Did you know (laughs) that it was a machine? And he's like, "What? I I've been to Canada and back. They I, they built an airport near me, is all." And like, "Oh, okay. I thought he's maybe you guys worshipped it as a god." He start yeah. He starred in like a like a motion picture, or not starred, but he like was acted unlike you in a motion picture that's being released, and that I'm just like, "Okay, did you think the camera was taking your soul? Like, I just don't know <laughs> what is wrong with me." Yeah. No, that goes back to the thing you were saying before is that you're terrible. I mean, you just are. So you can <laughs> lean into it because it's just like, it's sort of who you are. It, it, it would ruin your relationship with so many people if it turned out that you were like incredibly nice all the time. Because you are incredibly nice, but it comes to a point where it's like, okay, yeah, thank you. It's been five minutes. It's time to just be normal yeah. zombie. Yeah. Which is horrible. <laughs> I meet some. I meet some woman and she's like, you seem very charming. I'm like, yeah, thank you. That's nice. And then five minutes later, I'm just like, yeah, so the Me Too movement's bullshit, right? And she's like, what? Oh, no. 
Why would you do this? I'd be like, all right. How about believe no women? Hmm? Do you ever think that? I was, I don't know if you fucking, this didn't really play on Twitter, but I tweeted this the other day because I was thinking about it. Have you seen No Country for Old Men? Yeah, I love that film. I was thinking about uh, going on a date and sitting down. And then the woman's like, hi, I'm Jessica. It was nice to like meet you on Bumble or whatever. And you're just being like, I had this dream once about my father. And then you just do the whole Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> meet, speech. And then you're I like, and then him. I woke up. He had something for me. He gave it to me. The other one, it was the olden times. I was on a horse. Ride through some old trail. <laughs> I could see dark up ahead. My father came running by. I seen in his satchel. He had a horn, white with fire. I knew he was going up ahead. Light fire up in that cold and in that darkness. And real soon, I'd be seeing him. And then I woke up. All right, nice meeting you. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be like to to fucking sabotage a date to do that would be worth it. That would be so good. That's, Hell yeah! That's your, not even that's your I, girl's. I, I, cool. What you cut I, out? I was gonna say your girl's cool. No, I stopped talking. Can you hear me? Oh fuck! Well, you go ahead. I'll fix this. Call it, do, do, do. Brando. Hello. I, I want to do more lines from... Uh, I'll just do a different monologue right now while Zombie fixes his <laughs> audio. Um, uh, this, I, I'll do um, the one for, do, do, do. Okay, you sound great. Good. I'm so glad you showed up because I was okay. about to do the the marriage is an economic proposition speech from uh, Florence Pugh in 2019's Little Women. I was real close. <laughs> What I was, uh, okay, okay, you got me? Mm, you're just a little, you're cutting in and out. Fuck. Ass. Hello. Hello. Check test. Testing. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, A, B, four. C, D, E, F, G. Better. You got me. It's probably only okay. on my well, end. Well, sorry that you. Uh, what I was going to say is your girl is cool with you going on dates for the purposes of the podcast, just to do speeches for movies to women and then walk away. <laughs> yeah. She's okay with that. Yeah. She'd be, she'd be totally fine. Okay. With it. <laughs> she'd be totally fine. I just with need it. a photo of you. And then mm, you did cut out again. I'm sure it was a great bit. We're losing this bit because of this audio problem. No, no, we got it. We got it. I hear you now. Nobody's cutting out. Am I cutting out? Yeah. Nobody's cutting out. Nobody's it's okay. Nobody's cutting out. Everything's no, fine. No, it's fine. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. What are you talking about? Stop being like that. Stop <laughs> Sorry, accusing dude. people of cutting out. Yeah. No, I'll learn I'll learn more monologues, right? I'll, I'll learn uh, uh, what's the what's the, the, the thing that the guy says in fuck. Now I don't even remember. It's a beautiful world or it's been a it's been a beautiful the one where all the Jews get killed. The pianist. That's fuck. <laughs> Fuck, I got those movies all mixed up. Yeah, what's the thing they say in A Beautiful Life? Oh, fuck, my family just got killed by the Nazis. Now oh, I remember that monologue. Life is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, 
the one the one with uh um age was adrian broder is that who i'm thinking of yeah adrian brody the thing about that is that's actually the one where not like you don't see any jews get killed it's just about all the other jews leaving while one guy stays alive oh right that's right that's right and, and actually i'm not even thinking of monologue i'm just thinking of him what crying is that the scene i'm thinking of the 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 scene that's in like oh why is this supposed to be a great film i mean it is a great film but they just show him like walking and crying is that the same film am i getting different holocaust films mixed up or is this the same film where he's just like walking and all of the like people's possessions are strewn about the ground in the ghetto and he's oh you yeah, know that's him that's yeah the, he's got the jew the jew badge on and he's just like walking fucking crying that's the scene that i do so i show up to the date dressed <laughs> as adrian brody with the star of david on and i don't like a pink triangle or something like that and i just start crying and when she's like what's wrong i just go they've all it's all and then i leave that's every day <laughs> You know, I, I heard somewhere that uh, the director of that film did some bad shit, but I don't know about you. I'm comfortable just leaving that in the past. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Whatever Roman Polanski did. Yeah, we don't. He's not an enemy of the podcast. No. He and unlike, Paul have redeemed themselves. Unlike, <laughs> unlike Matthew Broderick. Who <laughs> <laughs> well, we will never let live down the drunk driving a sort of accidental death that involved a, a woman and her adult age daughter in like Northern Ireland somewhere that he could never live down thing. Roman Polanski did whatever that might've been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless, uh, unless they come on the show to Paul apologize. Matthew Broderick, <laughs> if you want us to stop mocking you come on Sunday school. So what if I sit down and I go, my name is Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and I'm putting together a special team. <laughs> and I need me eight soldiers, <laughs> eight Jewish American soldiers. Now, y'all might have heard rumors about my armada happening soon. Well, we'll be leaving a little earlier. We're going to get dropped into France, dressed as civilians. And once we're in enemy territory, <laughs> it's a bushwhacking guerrilla army. We're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Oh, actually, could I get a carbonara? Thank you. Killing Nazis. <laughs> uh, dude, I got to be honest. You might fucking get laid. That's like that's like hot energy. That might work. Assuming she's never seen Inglorious Bastards, the girl might be like, "Fuck, this guy seems confident." And he's southern. <laughs> Sit down. Out of order. You're out of order. You don't know what out of order is. <laughs> I can do more. So, so, <laughs> yeah. So, Emma, how's that guy? Well, he's a general and a lawyer, <laughs> um, and uh, a doctor, uh, and he survived the Holocaust, uh, and I really like him. <laughs> wide range of emotions we'll tell you yeah he's so dynamic <laughs> and well-spoken it's great he never stumbles over his words he seems prepared almost it's cra it's amazing. it's amazing he's such good diction i love his diction
That's this is this is one of my this one and uh uh um his sports gay guy gets offended at you. These are like two of my favorite bits because they work in like so many scenarios. Imagine you go <laughs> imagine you go to like a really important uh job interview and like you're a shoe in. All you have to do is give them your little speech and you and you go off into the the oh you get cum stuck to your teeth speech that Rose McGowan gives in kids like 30 seconds long and she's like i hate sucking dick because you get a little sperm stuck to your fucking teeth and you gotta fucking pick them out and shit and you gotta brush your teeth afterwards and you can taste the cum all day and they're just like what i this is an it job this is the wrong don't do that monologue here now with us and then you go oh what so you think you think fucking michael brown deserved it huh and you pull out your dick and start pissing on him or whatever that joke oh was. You're, you're putting them together whatever that joke was you're yeah yeah together. yeah the two jokes at the same time it's callback comedy um it's uh i love that your two favorite jokes the premises are just that you have a personality disorder like they're just like you don't function well and you scare people and that you're like that's hilarious <laughs> You feel imprisoned those, by polite society. Those are my favorite people, right? Uh, pe- people with um, some kind of quote-unquote issue that makes them, you know, different, right? Like, uh, I don't know, John Wayne Gacy. He has some kind of issue, and he was just a little strange. I like him. Ed Kemper. <laughs> well, John Wayne Gacy at least is like a painter, so we've been like, this whole pod, we've been like, do we separate the artist from the art? But like, Ed Kemper didn't fucking do anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, oh, you know what? That's, I, I actually mentioned this when I was on movies. Ed Kemper recorded, in prison, he recorded audiobooks for the blind. And he did oh. uh, like the entirety of the Dune series. Whoa. So somewhere in reality, there's like, there's the Dune books as read by Ed Kemper. By a man who fucked his mother's severed head. And I feel that that's like my preferred way to listen to Dune, probably. We gotta find that. That's gotta be... That's Yeah, we do have... That's gotta be a review that we do, right? Like a, a full-length review that we do? <laughs> like, how good is Dune yeah, okay. read by the mother skull fucker of Ed Kemper? <laughs> he's He's alive. Ed Kemper's alive is, right is he? now. I thought he, That's, I thought he I mean, died of cancer. But I must have had him confused with someone. No. No, he's alive as fuck, oh. dude. He's alive and he's just he's being autistic in parole hearings. I read the transcript for his whole last parole hearing, and it's just him bringing up all this like minor procedural minutia that's like incorrect <sighs> with the parole board, and then being like, okay, <laughs> and not saying it, but kind of being like you understand that this is ceremonial, right? Like, we can never let you out of prison. You're just up for parole because that's like... Sort of you're the law. Like, I don't know. Right? The, yeah, like the Constitution of California or some whatever, like, entitles you to that. But we can't. You're 71. You killed 14 people. We can't, like, let you out of prison. And then yeah. Ed, Ed Kemper's just like, uh, this says that, like, I surrendered myself to police. That's not true. I like confessed to them at a bar and then was arrested, which doesn't like meet the standards of like self-surrender. And they're like, okay, Ed, we'll change it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, you gotta also think like there's uh, it would be, it would be weird if let's say for some reason, 
um, they took the parole hearing seriously and he did well in it, it would be weird if the guy used to establish the FBI profile for the first time on serial <laughs> killings was also released from prison. So the essentially serial killer number one, as far as FBI psychological profiles go, is like back out into the world. That would be weird for them, right? They wouldn't. That would be a strange situation for the FBI yeah. because they, they say, Ed, okay, Ed Kemper is like, this is our bar. This is what serial killers and crazy, cra uh, crazy is, is, or how it's represented in the world. This is how they started. And then they added to it over years. They're like, well, he's sort of our test subject for like catching serial killers. I don't know if we can let him go. Ed Kemper, Ed, Edmund Kemper. Edmund J. Kemper. I don't know if his middle initial is J. Edmund J. Kemper walks into his parole hearing and he goes, you listen to me and you listen to me well. What I have is a very particular set of skills and I will find you and I will hunt you and I will not stop until I get my daughter back. And the parole hearing is just like, fuck, this guy, he sounded so convincing in his, in his, his speech. It's like, they're like, I think I'm terrified. It's honestly, it's scary to us. To leave him in. <laughs> he goes in, I don't want to talk to some flunky pig to try to call me, man. What's going? <laughs> What's he doing? Go back in there. Go back in there. Attica! Attica! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. They're, yeah. they're like, Edmund, Ed, you don't really have any moves here. And he's like, I got Sal. I got Sal with me. <laughs> Who is Sal? We may have gone too deep. It's possible that this is disorienting for the audience. Uh, just to catch everybody up, the bit we're doing is that the parole board hasn't seen any movies. And so Edmund Kemper is pretending to be the characters uh, from Taken and Dog Day Afternoon, respectively. Oh, fuck. Yes. That's... It's a good joke. Okay. Yeah, guys, it's a good joke. Yeah, it's... I don't know. That plays. That fucking plays. It's <laughs> look, Lorne. Lorne Michaels, if you're listening. <laughs> let me make Pete Davidson say this. Please. <laughs> get, just get me in the writer's room. You can make him. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to get Pete Davidson to just be. Well, if we could get him to just work for us and we make him do some of these some of these scenes or some of these characters what if he was the piss guy the piss offended guy Can we get Pete Davidson See, to just piss on the... people until they get mad and then start calling them <laughs> fucking racists or whatever <laughs> yeah that's a callback if listen to that it'll be a good one the problem with that is that um and again I recognize this is a sensitive topic I don't mean to get into colorism but Pete Davidson is very white like, I understand that he is black, but I feel like that wouldn't make sense to people. If I met mm -hmm. Pete Davidson, I wouldn't be like, oh, this man of color that I've met. Like, he doesn't, he's whiter than, like, Mariah Carey, I think. Yeah. I think Mariah Carey Him accusing someone of racism of is... Some whiteness? Is she white? Yeah. Uh, but, no, she's black. Mm. Or, like, a percentage black. I'm trying, I'm just, look at me just dancing around the word octoroon. <laughs> um... No, but I just mean if Pete Davidson accused someone of like being racist against him, they'd just be like, "Like, are you black? 
Like Pete Davidson or like Logic are those people. You could only be racist against them if you knew them. You'd have to get to know them for like three months yeah. to discover that they like are biracial. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 That's and then it would that's have, not true. Fucking Logic would tell you that he was biracial every every chance he got. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, fir- the first thing Logic yeah. says to you when you go out on a date is he doesn't cut. He doesn't cut a monologue. He just sits down and says, hi, so I'm of mixed race, both black and white. I'm Logic, and uh, I'd be running this shit. I'd be, I'd be running this shit. I'm like, okay, <laughs> calm down, dude. <laughs> calm down, Craig, or whatever the fuck his name is. Do, do you have a problem with Logic? No, I kind of like his music, but... He as a dude is a very, very much a douchebag dude. Um, I mean, is that true? I don't know fucking shit about logic. Um, did you? Okay, here's maybe here maybe we can do this as a kicker. Uh, you know Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Hold on, maybe I do. He's a rapper. Freddie Gibbs. Freddie. Are you familiar with hip hop? Oh, yeah, music? yeah, 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 yeah. So he was on Rogan mm-hmm. and they were talking about hunting and I th- Rogan was talking about, I think they were talking about hunting. They were talking about using guns and Freddie Gibbs just out of nowhere is like, man, we shot this crackhead running down an alley one time, like nine times. And he just kept on going. I was amazed at how many bullets we had to put into them. And then they just pivoted to another subject. <laughs> so it was Freddie Gibbs on like, the biggest podcast in the world being like, we, I don't know who we is. He's <laughs> like, we shot this crackhead like nine times running down an alley. And then it was like, what do you just said that to fucking eight to 20 million people? <laughs> you don't. Oops. I guess rappers are just fucking. Oh, okay. Wait here. I got it. Here's a retarded thing. We're into it now. We're into, we're, we're into, we're into the it. Okay. Are you so you're familiar with Vanessa Carlton? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard this uh, this song by Young and Ace that like samples her? Mm-hmm. I've heard this it. song. I'm not, like, Who I Smoke. With it. Okay. Well, here's what happened. She cleared the sample for Who I Smoke so that they could sell it on like iTunes and like play it on Spotify and stuff because you can sample yeah. people on like SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever. They just like take your revenue, but she cleared it. And I don't think anyone said anything about it. And then she went on this, I guess not like a Twitter rampage, but she just made five tweets where she was like, a lot of people have been talking about like how I chose to clear the sample and why would I do it for such a violent song? And I think it's like a a good moment for us to like take a moment to understand how we interpret like whiteness and blackness in artistic context. And then she linked a scene of Stuck in the Middle with You from Reservoir Dogs. And she's like, here's a song with like white people. And it's like in a violent context, but we understand that that's like artistic expression. But with this song, there's like this reinforced idea that like people who are not white are themselves violent. And I don't think that's true. And so like my licensing of the sample has to do with like acknowledging that this is like artism, right? Mm-hmm. The song Who I Smoke is about actual teenagers who have died in a gang war in fucking like jacksonville florida and the guys who are singing the song are on the other side of the gang war and they're laughing like uh 
it, uh, when the guy says, uh, when I see you, I'm going to push your shit back, boy. Rod K dead and he never coming back, boy. Oh, shit. Rod K isn't miss. He's not Mr. Blonde. Right. He's not like a guy portrayed by Michael Madsen who dies in the film Reservoir Dogs. He was like a 17-year-old football player <laughs> who got killed in a gang shooting in like 2019. Holy shit. Uh, the, same with, the same with the rapper Lil Nine. Right. Right? And this, this song... As and Adam Twenty Two from the No Jumper podcast was talking about this, but this song has only made gang violence in Jacksonville worse. It's like increased oh, tensions because there's a hit song about like a localized gag war, and then Vanessa Carlton's just like, "No, this is like artistry," and to say that it's not is racism, and it's sp- it's specifically not artistry. It's absolutely, the whole not. point of the song is that real. Real teenagers, <laughs> not adults, kids, like 16 and 17 year old kids are being shot in Florida. That's fucking insane. And <laughs> yeah, what she should have tweeted is like, I cleared, I cleared the sample for this because I'm going to make bank. Because I'm going to, you know what I mean? Rich. Like, I'm going to yeah, make, don't, don't do this like, yeah, I'm going to get paid. Don't do this like, I'm, uh, this is an anti racism thing on my end. You know, you know what? I'm helping. The African immunity, African American community, African immunity, Americans, African American community, <laughs> by releasing this song explicitly about murdering a child uh, in a very violent <laughs> way. I mean, I can I can look at, at a picture of the scene right here after police have laid down evidence, and they have a minimum of sixty <laughs> little evidence cones from. Uh, casings that were left <laughs> on the ground in front of this apartment, right near a pool, like where kids hang out and shit. It's a very violent scene. Yeah, just man. Don't, yeah. There's this. There's this. Go ahead. Just don't do that. <laughs> there's this. There's this other rapper named Fulio who's like on the other side of this gang war, and he shot a music video just on the street where. A guy on fucking the other side of the gang war just got shot. And he's like, I'm going to go stand in the spot where that guy got shot and do like a response to this diss track, like sample <laughs> Vanessa Carlton. And then Vanessa Carlton's like, this is like Reservoir Dogs. That, it, <laughs> this is a move. Uh, anyway, um, so I guess to, re- to, to recap. Enemies of the show, uh, the Landis family and Vanessa Carlton. Oh yeah, and the odds makers, but not for Mayweather in Vegas. Paul. Uh, no, yeah, all those people can go fuck themselves. I don't mind. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Roman Polanski, uh, friend of the show. You know, the most recent episode, not, or no, the episode I most recently sent to you, which you might you uh, you might check out, I also uh, sent an audio clip to you for promo that's just you talking about how much you'd rather hang out with Jeffrey Epstein than Sky Williams. So this is a weird trend we have <laughs> on the <this> show. <laughs> yeah, that's another enemy of the show, Sky, Sky Williams. Williams. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh. Well, um, yeah, I guess we are kind of doing it. Go well, ahead. I was gonna say we could maybe wrap on that if you'd like. Uh, we have, we, yeah, yeah, we hit an we hour. Have made some enemies. We have hit an hour. Look, I'm Bloom online. Sometimes you'll see me online as Bloom online. Other times you won't see me at all. 
Yeah. Um, look, we're not going to give the show a Nazi name because we don't want that much heat. It's Sunday School. It's a Christian podcast. Christian podcast. But we, yeah, Christian podcast. But we will compile a list of enemies who are minor <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> and that's going to be our way. We're going to start beef. Just uh, look, Vanessa Carlton, come on the show. Literally come on the show on and the explain show. why you did that. Yeah. I want I want to understand why you think dead kids in Florida. <laughs> you understand that that guy in Reservoir Dogs didn't actually get his ear cut off, right? That was like plas- plaster or whatever. To come on the show. Open invites to Matthew Broderick, Vanessa Carlton, and the Landis family. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. I'll the Twitter, the, the I have a Substack. I, I you just I've got changed to have your Twitter. Okay, to thanks for your listening. Official Twitter name. You should actually plug it right now because you just made a change. Okay, at zombie underscore TV. At zombie underscore TV. You can follow me on Twitter. That's uh, you know. The clips will be on YouTube. I'm at a steam bloom. I don't know what I'm falling. We could this just, is all we I could, got. We could say I don't goodbye. have any energy left you know, to promote myself. No, that's you I did, don't know. You did well. You did well. Well, remember Sunday school okay, it's, thank uh, you. on 